From the pits of hell to the depths of space, allow us to take you on a journey through the macabre, the dark, and the downright weird. We are PVD Horror! <laughs> Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon. Hey, what's up? This is Dave. And you're now tuned in to PVD Horror. You're now tuned in to PVD Horror. Pretty. All of you are very pretty. <laughs> Please don't. I love you. Hey, what's going on? You're now tuned in to the PVD Horror Podcast. I'm Brandon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. And today we have a special guest, writer, director, and he's known for visual effects, Michael Schwartz. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no problem. So usually when we start off the podcast, we want to talk like the history of you know the, our guests getting into horror. So as a horror fan, we all have a crazy story on how we got into horror. Can you share your first experience watching horror films with us? Well, I, I feel like for me, it was a bit of an unusual entry into it because my dad managed uh, a number of video stores like in, in the city I lived in. Okay. So he was always bringing home movies just to watch. To, he would actually he would actually like, you know, record the movies he liked. Oh, yeah. He, he wouldn't ever keep them, but um, he would record them. And uh, the big thing with him was he was always if, if it was like a movie that was like pg or pg 13 he'd be like oh maybe you could watch this one so i i by the age of five four or five i had already been watching like house troll for instance okay. was one of the yeah, early yeah. ones yeah. uh house uh the gate monster squad all of those he was like these are good you you can like you can watch these because i was really into monsters mm. and then it was about age six where he's like I, I just kept bugging him and bugging him to see something a bit more scary, a bit more scary. And so he's like, all right, all right, let's do poltergeist thinking, Oh, that'll be too scary for him. And he'll be over it. That's what he told my, my mom. And it, it, it didn't work at that <laughs> point. I was like, I need more, give me more, please. <laughs> so uh, poltergeist was really the one that just launched that, that love of horror. Uh, and then it was like, what else can I get my hands on that he'll mm. let me see? And, you know, if he wouldn't let me see it, I'd go to my friend Russell's house. And it was like, what did your dad rent this weekend? Oh, mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw? Cool, let's watch it. <laughs> Basket case? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite subgenre within horror? Um, I I, I really think I, I change, like, I feel like from decade to decade, it's mm. like, you know, one second, it's like I'm just into Italian horror. Yeah. Right now, I'm on such a kid horror kick, but it might be because I've been in that space, sure. like yeah. like creatively. So I'm, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think anything with monsters, rubber monsters is just my go-to. Like, good, feel good, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I love so, it. So, yeah. Yeah. So I noticed that you're a big comic book fan. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to send you out one of our comic books because we just got done completing... Uh, like a Kickstarter and everything for our comic book. We had a um, set with uh, Wish I View and uh, Nowhere Comics, which consist of Jameson King and Vicky Smalls. The title of our comic is The Black Apple, which is a horror anthology comic. 
So it's kind of cool. It's myself and Dave's ideas with uh, Jameson and Vicky's illustrations of everything. So it's kind of cool. It's going to be put together. Should be coming soon. So for everybody that supported us, definitely we appreciate you. But we're going to have to send it to you to kind of, you know, put your stamp of approval on it. So think. Oh, man. So when was the when was the Kickstarter for it? Uh, I just ended. uh, What was it in the middle of August? Yeah, yeah some point this yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I have to admit I'm so new to the whole Kickstarter world I've done like a bunch like I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've supported like probably eight I'd say but I'm like okay. so new to it like the last one I supported would have been the Joe Jusco one I don't know if you know Joe, Joe Jusco the artist he painted a lot of like Marvel trading cards oh okay um so he'd released a big book so I'm, I'm kind of new to it like and I'm, I'm realizing it's like a whole community and stuff and I feel like I've missed out on so much so I apologize for missing out on yours. Oh, it's okay. oh, no problem. The fact that, that you guys are like horror fans, I have to check it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I'm getting sent a bunch of stuff now, just like links to people's stuff, and I'm like, gotta order, gotta order, gotta. Yeah, <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Love to read. You also made your own comic book and your first writing debut with Armored. Can you tell us a little bit about that comic book? Yeah. Um, you know, for a while, I've wanted to to get into writing comics. I, I really had no idea how anyone breaks into it. I thought you had to be, you know, an artist or whatever. Or I didn't know how writers got in. It was uh, mm. kind of an unknown to me. And then um, writing movies is really challenging, I have to say. Like, I've written a lot of feature films that just haven't been made. You know, producers will hire me and the director I work with to, to write movies. And then they can't get the funding. So. Okay you know, we get paid to write it, but then it doesn't go anywhere. And it's like super discouraging. And uh, it wasn't that any of these, those films that I had written would have been good as comic books, but I just felt like I, I want to do something that I can see from beginning to end. That's my vision that I'm not co-writing with anyone. And then this idea like popped in my head years ago. And uh, it was, it was so it's it's a multi-part story. I'm going to try and make it as short as possible. But basically, it started with my comics being stolen. I had every comic book from my childhood stolen from my garage, including – it wasn't just comic books. I had uh, posters, which included horror movie posters, just posters I collected since I was a kid, posters from my dad's video store, all everything stolen. I had winter gear stolen, you name it. Um, and I kind of – decided at that point i'm done with comics i was so upset from losing them you know like it was something i had since i was like four or or even three my dad was buying me comics so i um i I said i'm not buying anymore and literally within a few months i was like i gotta get i gotta get my hulks back i gotta get my silver surfers back i gotta get my spawns back and so as i started doing that i was like man i really am feeling like like I need to tell a story in comics because I was reading so much. I was almost reading more comics than watching movies at that point. Um, I also had a little baby, so it was hard to watch a full movie. I was watching movies yeah. in like little snippets. And so uh, the more I read, the more I wanted to write a comic. And um, I had this idea that kind of came around the same time. Um, do you remember the old show Visionaries? Yeah. The, the- like little toys with holograms and stuff, mm-hmm. or, or there was a toy line called supernaturals that had holograms. And I kind of came up with this idea of like night, like a knight, and he had a, uh, a ghost as a friend. And it just kind of like snowballed from there uh, after watching visionaries. And um, 
uh, I was like, this is like a comic book. I got to make this a comic. And for years I just was like, what do I do? What do I do? And um, it was, it was after the last film I had made basically the, or not made, sorry. The last film I had written, I was doing a remake of um, the gods must be crazy. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> With the, the pop bottle. I, we were hired to write an animated remake of the gods must be crazy. And the company that was co-producing it went bankrupt. And me and the director were just like, this sucks. <laughs> it keeps happening. Every movie we write, just either something goes wrong, a company goes bankrupt, and just nothing gets made. And he he went back into animation directing. Um, and I was like, well, I'm going to get a job as production manager again. And I went into VFX. But at the same time, I started write, like like figuring out structures of comic books and like how I wanted this comic to be told. And I was like, armored has to be a comic. And uh, that was basically the Genesis. And that was 20, I guess, 2021 that I, I wrote the first issue of armored. So it's been like a two year process. Really? Is that it behind you? This is the first, this is it right here. The first issue. This is, this is a reader copy that yeah. we they had printed this was kind of surprised they sent it to me the publisher but it um this was printed specifically for uh arl stein okay they oh, did nice. like a run for him uh because when i you know uh i'm sure we'll get into it at, uh, at a later point but when when i done the zombie town i had met him and um I just reached out to him on Instagram because I don't know him. I don't know. I don't have like a relationship with him, but I reached out to him on Instagram being like, maybe he'll respond. And and I, he did. And I just said, Hey, would you mind reading my comic? And he literally just <laughs> gave me his address and said, Michael, send it here. <laughs> and I was like, Shit, I don't, I don't have an, I don't have a copy. I only have PDFs, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell, you know, Stein, Hey buddy, I, uh, I don't have a printed copy. Can you read a PDF? You know, no, it's, it's Arl Stein. Get him a goddamn copy. Yeah, <laughs> so I had to amazing. print a bunch of issues uh, just so that we could get him a copy. Yeah, <laughs> That was cool because I seen his uh, review. He had nothing but good words to say about the comic. So I'm dag definitely can't wait to check it out. Yeah, I was really stoked to get those words as well. Really, <laughs> really excited. I was scared. I'm not going to lie. He ghosted me for a while. So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So like I said earlier, you have worked on a few projects like The Walking Dead, uh, The Dead City, and What We Do in the Shadows, where you focused on the visual effects. How was it like working on these projects? Yeah, it's cool. It's weird being on that side of things. Um, you know, like, I, 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 I'll admit something to you. I started my visual effects career, I'd say, because I've been in animation for a long time, like 10 years. So visual effects was kind of new to me. And when I got in, they put me on Moon Knight um as a production manager on that and and the way it works is is visual effects houses each get a piece of an episode or a piece of a movie so you're really only seeing snippets Mm -hmm. and i was put on moon night and it was like this hero shot like from episode three like a a hero sequence and i was like oh fuck i don't know what i'm doing at all like i don't know how to run this show because as a production manager you have to run it you have to like support the the vfx supervisor I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. So they were like, okay, we also have this other movie. It's a SpongeBob movie. And um, we're, we're going to put you on that because the other guy hates it so much. <laughs> so <laughs> they swapped us out. And I was like, oh, thank God. I'm getting to learn visual effects through animation because it's a live action yeah. SpongeBob movie. 
Um, and and so it, it's it's cool to see that side of things because it really is like it's creative, but it's very very detail oriented stuff. Like you know, you got to get that that blood splatter right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, on on what we on the what we do in the shadows. So I will say we primarily were responsible for you know when um, uh, what's his name Colin uh, the 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 energy vampire yes. yeah. uh, mm-hmm. he has like a shrunken head or, or sorry uh he has a, a baby body he like gets resurrected as a baby and he has like a giant head on him we did the head replacement the visual visual effects company i was okay. working for so we were doing all of that stuff so <laughs> it was just jokes every day it was just like you know no his head's too big make it a bit smaller you know mm-hmm. uh I, I think the most the, the most fun I had though was walking working on Dead City just because the, the shots that were coming in. Have you guys seen the the that season yet? Have you watched it at all? Not yet. I haven't checked it out. Have you, Dave? Uh, no, I haven't either. It's on my list. Yeah, I've only seen I've only seen the like two episodes that I worked on. So I okay, but as you guys, but uh, the the zombies that were coming in, I was just like, this this is like you know they have so many nods to other horror movies too. So yeah. I'd be like. In the meeting, being like, "Oh shit, that's a Return of the Living Dead zombie." Okay. <laughs> and be like, Shut up! What? We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's cool. It's it's just a different side because there's no story, right? You don't have yeah. any idea what the story is. It's all, it's all like, okay, uh, we can see we can see a, a green guy. You know, they'd have guys in green holding up some of these puppet zombies. Yeah, It'd be like remove him or anyway. So yeah, very different situation i'd say that probably makes it easier to just be able to focus on making it the best possible shot rather than worrying about story and how this fits into the movie as a whole or the show as a whole like you can just focus on making it the best possible looking shot you can oh absolutely yeah it's really good my my particular job is really just supporting the artists and making sure they can get it done in time and if they can't we have to like get more artists so it's always a, a a struggle. I'm kind of like the manager of them all, you know, yeah. everything that happens. Nice. So now you also worked on ABCs of death 2.5. You did the segment of with the M. Uh, what was that like working on that anthology well, that, film? You know, there, so many times in my career I've been like, I quit, I'm done. I'm not going to be creative <laughs> anymore. And almost every few years that happens. Um, and that came at a time where I was working at an animation studio and I just got kind of inspired by all the artists I was working with. And I was like, man, all these people, they, you know, they come in, do their job, and then they go home and they, they, th- like the one guy was doing a Marvel comic and I was like, I'm doing nothing with my life. I need to, <laughs> so I, when, when that opportunity came up um, for ABC's of Death 2, uh, I was just like, I just, I felt like I had to do it. And immediately I thought of manure. I don't know if you've seen the sh- my segment at all. It's yeah. The- monster one yeah and um my aunt she has a, a farm or had a farm she's since passed but um it's like i know i could make a cool movie at that farm it's fucking creepy in those <laughs> barns you know like with the cobwebs and stuff mm. uh and so it's just like quickly gathering like a team and getting it done uh, it was you know low budget and uh i got a guy an effects artist from the hannibal show to come okay. on do the manure monster and he was like just using bits from hannibal so like you'll see when he's digging in the manure pile that's like real manure 
And inside of it is like heads and limbs from yeah. Hannibal, the Hannibal TV show. Oh, that's okay. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that experience. And it was kind of just, I don't know if you, if, you know, people listening or, or you guys remember, it's just voting, right? You just vote who, who, who should win to be in the actual movie. And then they had like 534 entries. And there was just so many that they liked that they were like, well, let's make another movie out of the best in- entries. And I just got lucky that the producers chose mine. So oh, okay. I, for- I forgot that that's what the premise of those films were. Um, I mean, I've seen them, but I-, I forgot it was like a voting process. That's yeah, actually just feels for like one. something they should continue just for one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, just for yeah. One. In-, in ABC's of death one, it's T. Um, and I don't remember who won. It may have been Toilet, I think. And it was like an animated Toilet one. I, like, I feel like I remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And my my buddy, Chris Nash, um, uh, who I'm sure you guys have to speak to him eventually. He has a film coming out soon. Okay. Uh, I think through Shudder. He did uh, T is for Thread. And and I, I think I was inspired by him, too. He's he's so talented. And he's finally doing a feature film. So Awesome. Um, uh, and and uh, M, yeah, there was like, I forget which one won for M, but... It's it a cool experience. Like I'm yeah. shocked that they never did ABC's of Death Three. Yeah, there yeah. were so many awesome filmmakers involved with the actual films. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it would be cool if they bring that back. You know, because we were just talking like a couple weeks ago, just how they've been bringing back the VHS films. You know, so I think they definitely should bring uh, ABC's of Death back. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with the short, like the anthologies yeah. and the short films and just highlighting as many like up and coming uh, film creators as possible. You can't go wrong with that. Oh. Now, you wrote the screenplay for uh, No Malone and the new R.L. Stein Zombie Town. Uh, back in August 2022, it was announced that Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase were uh, casted in this film. I need to know what went through your head when you found out they were going to be in your film that you wrote. <laughs> okay. Well, first, I, I think you're very brave for bringing up both films in this podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> just because they're both, they're both kid films. So you have to yeah. like, that's the first thing I want to get out there. They're both kid films. Like no Malone is for a younger generation, even more so than, than zombie town. Um, okay. To answer your question though, uh, it was a very strange process. Uh, the like, I came on board a few months after the director, who I co-write like everything with. Um, he was hired, and it was a very quick turnaround. It was like we need a script in a few weeks, kind of thing. Mm. Like the script we have isn't working. We're not that we can't. I I don't know the details. I don't want to like say any specifics, but I know they were having trouble getting it getting it going, getting cast attached. And so I was actually hired just to write a few pages, just to fix the opening. And I was like, I have to do more. I have to, I can't (laughs) let you direct this movie without us, like just at least coming up with a through line for this movie, coming up with a story. And so I just agreed to do it. And I, and we, we redid the whole movie, like rewrote it in, I think it was a week and a half. It was very quick. They had to shoot in like a month, I think. And they still had no cast attached. So within like two to three weeks, um, I was hearing things like, oh, you know, like Kim Coates from uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy wants to be in it. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. What do you, what? This is a low budget Canadian movie. What? What's happening? Like, how is that? <laughs> and then, and then uh, I think it was like 
the day before a press release went out that Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase were attached. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. We actually in the movie have a joke about Ghostbusters. And I was like, this is so weird. Uh, so it, it's surreal. I have to say very, very surreal. Like I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of like kind of high profile names. Like when I worked mm-hmm. in animation, I got to go to all the voice records um, with the director. I worked with Peter Lepeniotis, um, uh for the nut job. I don't know if you're familiar with that animated yep. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got to work with Liam Neeson. I got to work with uh, Maya Rudolph. Like I went to every voice recording with him. This is before we were writing partners. So it was, so it, it, you almost like it's like a fog to be honest with you i don't I, it's like surreal thinking about it like i still think back like wow dan Aykroyd read lines that i wrote or what peter wrote you know so it is it's very surreal it's it, I, I feel very fortunate to have like yeah. had that opportunity yeah yeah so i mean the other big part of this is that you're attached to a project that has that has ties to rl stein who yeah. has introduced so many of us to like the genre, um, you know, and I know you said you did get to to meet him in person. Like, what was the interaction like while making the film? Was there any interaction during the filmmaking process? Okay, well, here's the funny thing is as I started writing the script with Peter or doing our rewrite, I, I he says he tells me it's based on an Arl Stein book. And I was like, wait, what? Like the Arl Stein? So I didn't even know that at that point. And the, the script that we were working from was so far off the original book. Okay. Because I immediately got the book and was like, oh, it, it's just a novella. It's very it's very small. It's very simple. It's basically they watch the movie, uh, town turns into zombies, they get chased, and then there's this weird meta ending. Uh, I don't, mm. I won't spoil it for anyone, but it's very meta. And that's kind of what Arl Stein does best, right? Is these endings. He does these great like twist endings. And so uh, that was that portion of it. But then uh, getting, so I, the plan was for him to actually fly to set and, and do like a small part on the movie. And we'd written a scene for him, but he couldn't come for one reason, one reason or another. And so we had to do something over zoom because he really wanted to do it uh, a bit. So we've written this, this strange little ending um, that ends. It's now in the credits. It's like a post credit scene. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate that we couldn't shoot our original ending. Cause we had this like great meta ending with him. Um, so we had to shoot something very quick in the last hour of shooting at like 4 a.m. You'll see it's very strange little ending. It, it's super bizarre. Um, but uh, we met him on Zoom. That was how I met him. So I've never right. met him in person. I met him on Zoom. I just, I was like, you know, stay out of the basement. You remember that one? That was, yes. that was the yes. book. That's, <laughs> I got it behind me somewhere. Yeah, dude, yeah, that, yeah, That's the book that got me into Goosebumps. Like, yeah, I missed okay. the first one, but the second one, I still have my original copy of that one. And I was just like, you know, thank you. You know, like that, you, you, you're a huge, because I was so into horror by that point, Goosebumps just allowed me to be into it at school, you know? Yeah. And so I just thanked him for that. And he's like, Oh, it's nothing. He's he's so down to earth. He's just such a nice guy. That's and that's awesome. such a nice man. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Stay out of the basement or Monster House. I can't remember which one was my first one, but it was definitely one of those two. And yeah, that just, you know, like you said, like being able to read and 
have horror related things while you're at school felt like such a, a like treat to yourself. So, yeah. oh man, I digested <laughs> yeah. all of those. Yes, Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but exactly. When those came, it was like it's Goosebumps time, Mom. Give yeah. me some money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, say cheese and die. I remember just reading in yes. class. Like, yeah, this is the best. There's skeletons on the front, and I'm reading it in class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I saw a cool post that you made recently on Twitter of your kids, and they invited their friends to go see Zombie Town, and you had a, a comment about it being like it's intended to be a gateway horror film. So I I love that because we'll we talk about that from time to time, just like about films that were gateway horror for us and things like that. So um had you already introduced your kids to some gateway horror films? And if so, which ones do you go to for for them? Okay. They're yeah, rather uh, young, right? Yeah. yeah young. Well, my son is young. Okay, so it's interesting. My my daughter's eight and my son is five, but he just turned five. So my son is totally into monsters. Uh, I think it's obvious where he gets it from. My yeah. daughter, zero interest, doesn't want anything to do with it. But what happens is, is we basically have, you know, our living room is where they watch TV. And so my son will be like, I want to watch a monster movie. And he forces my daughter to watch them. So uh, <laughs> last year, I was like, uh, I think last year at Halloween was the first time uh, they had started to watch a few more gateway horror films or entry level horror films. But that summer, so of 2022, they watched Monster Squad for the first time. And then they watched it again at Halloween. And I think he had it on repeat almost every other day or every other day. <laughs> he was really into it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, let's try a few more because he wanted to watch more. Uh, we did Troll. Uh, Troll okay. to me, that scared me as a kid. They didn't yeah. get scared. I was like, that little girl's so creepy when she, when she gets the ball. <laughs> I think my daughter was a bit freaked out by it, but you know, it, it, it it's not it, it, to me. I don't know. Maybe it's cause I was watching it on Blu-ray. It feels so bright when on yeah. VHS, it felt dark. And yeah. Uh, yeah. so I should have put on the VHS tape. I kind of regret that now. So <laughs> we did, uh, we did troll monster squad. Uh, and then a neighbor, I, I, I dress as a killer clown every year. Uh, yeah. you know, just like the costume from the spirits. Yeah. And yeah. so I scare all the kids with that. And uh, one of the neighbors saw it on TV. It was playing on Cana some Canadian channel. And they said it that like the next day. And my son was like, well, I want to watch it. So I was like, all right, let's watch that. So those are the three from last year. I think this year we're going to do uh, a few more. Like, oh, I also showed them Watcher in the Woods. You remember that? That's a, oh. uh, a Disney entry level. We, we literally just had someone on yeah. here last uh, last episode talking about that film. No and way. I was looking. I was looking for it. I wanted to see if it was on Disney Plus, but I didn't. I got to look again. I think I put I the think, wrong title in. I think it pops up at Halloween time, or I think it did. Oh, I don't okay. know. Blu-ray from like the no, Disney okay. Club. Um. So yeah, that's a great one. Um. I'm trying to think of some others. I know I want to show them. I I'm gonna. There was a. I I think I might show them the gate this year. Yeah. Uh, maybe That's... i don't know if my daughter can handle it my son probably could <laughs> and uh what was the... house two i want to show them house two house is probably <laughs> fine as well but house yeah. two is so cheesy that i know they won't be too scared yep. <laughs> so I, now you're I, a big fan of troll right so do you like yeah. troll too uh yes uh, for a lark like my <laughs> my uh my wife and i loved going to those screenings when they did them with um best worst movie 
Yeah. Before we had kids and, and they were doing those like double features. Oh, those yeah. were the best. I don't know if you ever got, got to one of those. We actually had a screening for uh, Troll 2 a couple, uh, like, what, two months ago now? Yeah. Yeah. So fun seeing it with a crowd. Yeah. 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 We had just an amazing turnout and everybody was so amped up for it and yeah. like clapping at all the best parts and laughing. It was, it was a great time. Oh, it's been yeah. ages since I've done that. The last, uh, the last one I went to, there was like masks. They all gave us masks. It was like, oh, morgue. nice. Rumorg was giving them away. So it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. See, I thought you were going to go with some uh, classic Canadian gateway horror, like My Bloody Valentine or something <laughs> like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're Canadian. No, my, my kids are actually, uh, have, they're Canadian and American. They, they have oh, okay. Yeah, no, okay. my wife's American. So I have to show them some American and some Canadian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peanut Butter <laughs> Solution is one that's Canadian, I think. Yeah, which I think <laughs> is creepy enough. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um. We were recently talking about R.L. Stein and we were talking about like, you know, different uh, novels and, you know, other like teen horror authors and like different novels that we'd love to see adapted. Um, I want to ask you that question because you've already done one. <laughs> um, is there an R.L. Stein like either Goosebumps or his, some of his teen novels or, or another children's author that you would love to adapt? Um, that's a great question. I, you know what? There's definitely lots of Arlstein books. I, I, I will tell you this. I have been in talks to write other Arlstein books. Uh, so we've written, Peter and I wrote a treatment for one that's more for teens. Like nice. it, it's, it, it's, it, it's hard because I think Peter, you know, Peter's an animation director. Like that's, what he you know he he worked at pixar he um he directed animation but then he got to be like a director when i say directed animation like he he you know that's literally just directing like scenes of animation not directing the movie yeah okay uh, nut job that was his first film directing and then no malone was his second film directing um and then with zombie town it was like we're stuck in this like pg world a bit and so at points we'd be like, let's throw in a swear word, you know, like, let's just see how far we can push it with zombie town a bit. And I don't know if it honestly, like it really is. We wrote it as a PG movie. It got a PG 13 rating, um, which was totally accidental. Um, but with this, another Arl Stein movie, we really wanted to like do something more for older kids, like something like oh. scream. Yeah. And so I, I I can't really talk about the movie that we've written a treatment for um, just because it's kind of like there's some weird uh, rights issues right now that we're waiting on. But there are other Arlstein properties that we've kind of thrown our names in the hat for. That's amazing. So we really, really want to do something that's for teens as opposed to kids. Again, we'll do anything for kids. I love entry level horror. Like I still watch it. I love watching it with my kids. Uh, but we, I think Peter's really craving that to like push the boundaries a bit because he couldn't do that with, with zombie town. It, he, we had to play it safe to some degree. There's no zombies biting anyone in this movie, Yeah. Um, which I don't mind. We made it work as best we could, but um, I, I would love to do one of his teen books. And there's one in particular that like really kind of hit home. It's kind of a mystery. We added a whole ghost element to it to like, kind of give it more scares sure um 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish I could say more. I hope in a year or two I can tell you what it is because it, it there's one in particular that that I really love a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Is this so is this project that you're talking about a product of doing Zombie Town, being able to kind of show your ability? And did this kind of come after that or were you already working on it? No, no, it came it came after. Like I, I literally yeah. talked to nobody but Peter when I was I signed on to Zombie Town. There was one producer who was basically like, but Peter wants you. We gotta we gotta listen to Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so I think, you know, as soon as we finished the script of Zombie Town, all of a sudden every actor was like saying, Yeah, I'd like to do it. I'd like to do it. Dan, there was one scene in particular in Zombie Town where he said I think I, I don't, again, I don't want to quote anyone in particular, but he had basically a few things. He said, I want to do this movie, but I, I want to know more about this one scene. And it was one scene we wrote in particular, he really liked and it's, uh, it's in the movie. Uh, he wanted his kids to be zombies in it. Um, and I forget what the other reason was, but, uh, you know, I think the script resonated with people on some level. Um, but it really is it it really is like a, a low budget Canadian movie, right? Like there was a lot of limitations Peter faced when shooting it. You know, shot in Sudbury. I think they they did the best they could. And mm-hmm. um, but the script I think really did uh, connect with some people. Like the fact that you know even Chevy's wife was saying that she wanted him to do it. Like she liked the because she liked the script. And so uh, even before the movie was cut together, we started talks with um producers that work with stein about other properties we could adapt for them yeah so that's awesome. Awesome. awesome just throwing it out there i like the like the interactive goosebumps books that they came out with like years down the road where you can say like what it said oh change um change the page to like 52 to yeah, kind yeah. of continue the story so i think you guys should probably like create some like netflix based movie where you can like give get the oh, kids a, interactive and your own adventure book yeah so it'd be cool nice. something like that That'd be amazing. They've done yeah. something like that, right? With the Black Mirror episode. Yeah, that's what I was saying yeah, because they yeah, had that yeah. on Netflix already. So that, I think that'll be cool for kids. That would be great. Yeah. So uh, Zombie Town that premiered at the theaters um, September first. Uh, why was it in theaters just for one day? Well, it's I. It should be a week. I think it's a a week long. Okay. Uh, engagement. I again, it it was net. It wasn't meant to be a theatrical film. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know how it happened. I, I think it's cool. Like I've never had a film premiere in a theater. No Malone went straight to Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm not sure. To be completely honest, I know. Uh, I, I know it's good to get it in theater just to hype it for a streaming release. Yeah. Um, in Canada, it got a really wide release, but I think because it is a Canadian film. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, because I was looking at the time listings and I had just seen it was just for that one day down there. I was like, oh, I was like, come on, I missed it. But it's going to yeah. be streaming on uh, Hulu, you said, right? And yeah, yeah. So it, it it was made for Hulu, like that okay. when I when I I didn't know who it was made for until I was on set and someone said, oh, it's a Hulu movie. I was like, whoa, okay, cool. You learn it's weird being a writer because you don't really know what's going on half the time. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Can, does the story work? Does the dialogue work? That's all I'm thinking. Yeah. But yeah, it's Hulu. Um, that yeah, it's a shame it only played one day. That in some places, then yeah, some people are saying they couldn't get it like in LA. They couldn't see it in yeah. New York. Um, yeah. So yeah, in Canada, it played everywhere. I was like, it's shocked. So 
yeah. I, I looked the other day and our closest one was in Boston, which is about an hour away. So it's like, damn. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I know. Like a friend of mine in New York said the closest was Rochester. <laughs> so, yeah, no, like no. road trip, man. You got to yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, it's yeah. Cool one of my theaters like, have it's just Providence Place Mall usually gets all those uh the um films like that. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know what the the reason is. I, I maybe someday I'll find out. Um, I, I liked it because I got to take my kids to to see mm. it. And- yeah. Um, and I hope some kids went right. Like, I, I don't know if having the PG 13 is good or bad. I think it's bad if you're an adult and you go and see this movie because you're going to be like, this is like a kid's movie. What, oh yeah. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> um, and I, and I, and I know people have that expectation, which is, it's kind of, you know, you're hoping to see a Dan Aykroyd, Chevy chase zombie movie. And then all of a sudden it's two kids starring in the movie. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's about all I have to it's say. It's funny because the, the trailer played in our theaters. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I saw it in a theater See, that it didn't that it didn't play at this past weekend. So I was like, that's kind of weird. But all right, <laughs> we'll wait till October 1st since we missed yeah. the, uh, the screenings. You know what? That's the best time to see it, too, because it's set exactly. the day before Halloween and the movie. It's it's a Halloween movie. So, yeah, yep. that's awesome. So uh, Matthew Terrien designed the film's official poster. He goes by the name MT Illustrations on social media. He's definitely one of my favorite artists on Instagram. We've been following him for years now. Uh, we shared a lot of his work on our page. How did Matthew get involved with this project? That was me. That was okay. me. 100%. I don't, I don't know if you've seen the... Uh, so there's different posters for re- each region. So there's like a poster for the US and it's like these zombies it's like a painted poster of zombies creeping towards a movie theater. And then there's this other poster in it. And it just has like headshots of the, the teen stars and Dan Aykroyd in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I just, as a fan, you know, like I want like a painted cover, right. You know, I, I like growing up, this, I I, obviously listeners can't see it, but the critters posters were like, you know, I want, (laughs) I want painted covers. So I, or a poster, a painted poster. And, uh, and so I just, I contacted the producer and I said, Hey, John, you know, my friend, Matt, um, he, he, he does poster artwork and he does Blu-ray artwork. You know, mm-hmm. you know I know we don't have a, a big budget for, for marketing and stuff at this point. And like, maybe we can, we can, you know, find some money and, and get Matt on board. So the reason I went straight to Matt was he had just done, uh, five covers for me for my comic. Um, and uh, if you guys are familiar with his art, he does these portraits that they're like awesome, yeah. like impressionist mm-hmm. style portraits of, you know, horror characters. And I've loved his art for years. Uh, a friend of mine, Jay Clark, is he collects like all of it and he has it on his walls and stuff. And so I was like, I someday need to work with that guy. And I was, I was so thankful that he did the portraits for Armored. And then um John was totally on board the producer to, to get him to do a poster. And I knew he would just knock it out of the park. So when just seeing like he was sending me little snippets, like between like doing it. And was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was cool because excited. He, yeah. Cause he had the poster in his, uh, his Instagram story. I'm just like, Oh shit. And I just uh, <laughs> shared it and I had seen that's how I connected with you. So I was just like, all right, I gotta, I gotta message, uh, 
I got to message him to see if he wants to come on the show and kind of like talk about this. So it would be cool. So oh, I'm, th- thanks for connecting. Yeah, yeah I actually oh, no brought problem. him to the premiere. We did a premiere of the movie at uh, in Toronto with some of the actors and, okay. and I brought Matt to it. And I, you know, I, I knew he enjoyed it enough to see it a second time. So that's a something, guys. Oh, right? wow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says that he rarely watches the movies he's working on twice. So, uh, you know, there we go. Yeah. There you go. That's great. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, I want to um, work. With... Sorry, oh, sorry. Gosh. I just going to say I want to work with Matt on a lot more. Like he'll keep, he'll continue doing covers for me on Armored for sure portraits. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, yeah, Matt, Matt's a great guy. Uh, yeah, because on our social media page, like on Sundays, we used to share a lot of uh, artists' uh, work, and so. I would sit there and reach out to him and say, hey, man, this is some cool art. I want to definitely throw it up. And he's just said, yeah, just as long as you tag me. And I'm like, oh, no problem. So, so we do. We always give shout outs to like up and coming artists. And so it was cool to see his career. You know, I mean, he was doing he's been doing it for a long time. So what, 2021, that's when it started to take off a little bit more um, where he started working on covers and stuff and Blu-rays for like uh, companies and stuff. So it's cool just to see everyone kind of like move along, um, come along and just their art just take it to the next level so definitely shout out to you for uh reaching out to him to yeah. work on stuff giving artists work yeah yeah i i just had to have you know i like he has that str- like drew struzan kind of like style yeah. like sort of you know and i was i knew the director would love it too uh yeah. peter he once he saw it he was just like oh this is what i've dreamed of like <laughs> poster artwork like this so yeah so mike tell us where people can find you what else if you have anything else you want people to be looking out for obviously the comic um all the good stuff tell them tell them where to find everything okay uh what am i working on well i'm working on armored endlessly every day it's just like i'm either writing more um my wife and i just finished a graphic novel that's it's strange i'm in like a ghost phase right now where i'm just Mm. writing ghost things which is really weird but we just wrote a graphic novel so we're going to be rolling with that soon um peter and i are pitching some movies uh that i hope there's one in particular it's an animated kids horror movie so for anyone that's seen no malone uh it isn't straight up horror but it is influenced by a ton of horror movies so i i I love seeing on twitter the parents that like you know get annoyed by it but then go wait a minute this seems familiar and they realize it's from how like we have we we like have homages to house to ghostbusters and no malone but the movie we've we've written is it's just like straight up animated horror for kids so i I really hope we can get that one off the ground um so yeah that's what i have going on but you can find me at uh mike schwartz writes on instagram or the mike schwartz on x or twitter um and for anyone that likes comics i'm uh also on instagram as the as a 50 cent comic collector i uh i found a lot of comic shops in my neighborhood that sell comics for 50 cents so i started okay. collecting getting my collection back and just posting it on there and seem to have uh, accumulated a bit of a following on there so very cool yeah very yeah cool. yeah well you know thank you for joining us and chatting about all this um, I haven't seen No Malone. I've heard of it, but now I definitely want to go and watch No Malone. So I think I'm going to do that tonight um, and just try to pick out all the references. So yeah, see, <laughs> see how many you can find. There's there's a few. It's 
<laughs> it is again it's for a younger younger demo so yeah. if you can find like a kid to watch it with uh, they get pretty addicted to it mm. uh, which is w- really weird um yeah check it out i hope i hope you enjoyed it it's short it's like 75 minutes oh so. perfect okay. yeah, I, yeah. I just want to say like I, I do think it's so important that there's people doing what you're doing with like making gateway horror films like not everybody can be making like the grossest and the goriest yeah. films like other people need to people need to also remember that like what got us into the genre in the first place and like it's great to see you kind of like continuing that tradition um so that your kids and other people's kids can also have like the love for the genre that we all have at this point so that's i just want to say like that i think that's really cool and often not highlighted enough that there's people working on this part of the genre as well which i think is super important yep. yeah and uh just to add one more thing that's like uh armored armored is is intended you know it is an all ages kind of comic um where um you know kids can read it probably not very young kids but like adults could read it too it's kind of like stranger things right it's it's yeah. a bit darker than zombie town uh, but you know like within the first first few pages like a kid dies in it but there are monsters in it it is goofy there is some comedy in it uh i just i like telling stories that kids can get into that have a bit of you know a darker tone or a horrific tone to it because i that's what i gravitated towards i want my kids to be able to find material that's accessible to them but adults might be able to get some enjoyment out of as well um so yeah yeah awesome thank you keep it up man um we're excited to eventually watch zombie town there'll be a few more weeks but we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll check it out and we'll let you know uh oh, oh, we'll, and we'll do a review up yeah. one last thing i need to yeah if anyone is interested in armored it is up on kickstarter right now until September. yes yeah, yes yeah. that's what i was waiting for you to say oh yes. thank there you, you. Go. <laughs> you should i wish someone could just slap me over the face <laughs> i was, yeah, I was waiting out. for that All right, yeah, so yeah. Armored on Kickstarter. Check it out and fi- follow you on all your social media so they can, you know, see the updates and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Lots of different covers to choose from. Some hor- more horror, horrific ones. This is more our kid friendly Arl Stein cover, I call it, uh, yep. by Nick Matera. Yep. Um, but Jay Lee provided a cover. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on over. Very buy whatever. Buy a PDF. I don't care. Just read yeah. it. I just want people to read it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. Awesome. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. And, you know, everybody check out uh, Zombie Town if you can this week in theaters. If you can't, October 1st on Hulu. Check out Armored. Check out the Kickstarter for perks. Follow Mike on social media and have yourself a great night. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Take it easy. So much, guys. Game over. You lose.